2: Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. And if you're a federal employee, you know it's open season. So, of course, our Fed Talk listening audience expects us to produce an open season show. We are very pleased today to be able to have uh, a guest from OPM, the administers of all of your benefit programs. We have with us a repeat from last year. We have Jay Fritz, who is the Program Manager for Outreach and Program Services um, in the Healthcare and Insurance Division at OPM. And of course, we always have for open season, our Freds from FedPoint, who administer much of what federal employees see and do in open season. We have Joan Melanson, who's the Director of Education and Outreach at FedPoint, our listening audience might remember FedPoint as the long-term care partners. Good morning, Jay, and good morning, Joan.
0: Good morning. Morning, it's a pleasure to be here.
2: Thank you for joining us in today's show. Um, Jay, this is your return visit as a guest to FedTalk. I said to you before the show went live that I was delighted to be able to have OPM participate in an open season show. Um, and as, as, um, as our representative from OPM, maybe you could start today's show by just letting us know um, a little bit about what your office does, um, because um, I think most people think of OPM as sort of the, the, the agency that procures the benefits, um, and you have a special sort of sweet spot inside of OPM that I think would be very interesting to our
3: listeners yeah thanks um sometimes we hear opm people only know opm when we announce that the government's closed because of inclement weather so you know opm we do do a lot more than that and you my do more office, than close the
2: close the government
3: yeah and snow. my office in, yeah my office in healthcare and insurance we administer the five insurance programs for federal employees and annuitants and those five are the federal employees health benefits the fehb program the Federal Employees Dental and Vision Insurance Program, FEDVIP, which we'll talk about later, um, and also the Federal Flexible Spending Accounts Program, FSA FEDS. And we also administer the Federal Employees Group Life Insurance Programs, which is FEGLE, and also the Federal Long Term Care Insurance Program, which I believe we'll talk about also. So the first three of those FEHB, FedVIP, and FSA, Feds are the three that participate in the annual federal benefits open season. Now we always like to point out that while those three do participate in open season, the final two, the Federal Employees Group Life Insurance Program, Fagley, and Federal Long Term Care, do not participate in the annual open season. So you always kind of want to clarify that that you know there are changes you can make during open season, but there are certain programs that not participate in the in the annual uh, federal benefits open season. Uh, Also, we always kind of like talk about what we do for to get ready for open season. And it's interesting is that it's, it's a year long process and everyone thinks kind of open season, you know, about four or five weeks in November. But OPM's work starts long before that. And actually, we've already started work on the 2023 benefit year, even though we haven't even started the 2022 year yet. So. We do a lot of work at OPM to get ready for open season. We handle the negotiations of the rates and benefits between the FEHB and FEDVIP carriers and the Office of Personnel Management. Everyone's probably familiar with the FEHB brochures. We produce those, our somewhat lengthy documents that give all the details on the plan's coverages. We issue benefit administration letters, which is really guidance for the agencies on how to administer FEH or the FEH or federal benefits open season for their employees. And we prepare the materials for open season. One thing we do like to do is always give a plug for our open season website, which where you can find almost all the information you need on open season. And that's www.opm.gov slash open season. So kind of a little bit of background. We do a lot of work at kind of you know, kind of a little brief summary there.
2: Well, it, it's it shouldn't be a surprise, I think, to most of our listeners that your office would be working on open season year round in order to bring that kind of benefit package to 2 million plus federal workers um, in the continental United States plus internationally um, and the number of plans, no one should be surprised that it's a full-time job for a full staff at OPM. Um, And so we really do appreciate that overview. Joan, you're a regular, on our show for Open Season, um, and that's because FedPoint has a sort of special relationship in administering Open Season. Tell our tell our listeners, explain the role that that FedPoint plays.
0: Right. Um, yes, I so will try to do that. Um, OPM is the uh, administrator, as Jay said, of all of the benefit programs. We have a contract. We actually two, two contracts with OPM. One is for FEDVIP, and the other is for the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. Now, the way that, that this works is that, um, and as, as Jay said, well, we're very busy during open season. And just a reminder for all of you out there that uh, December 13th is the last day of open season. So, Which is a uh, Monday. Which is a Monday. So a Monday. A weekend, because as Jay said, and as I'm saying, you can do your work on the websites to enroll And that's very, very important. So it isn't that you have Friday and then you have Monday. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So so that's good. Um, The enrollment piece of it is during open season. And that's either a four or five week open season every year. And uh, during that time, we administer benefits, uh, which is the website for enrolling in all the 12 dental plans and five vision plans. And, and you can do that on benefeds.com. Um, and then uh, you can also uh, look at information. We'll talk about that later about, um, on all the programs on our virtual benefits fair because there we're the aggregator and we have information on major uh, health benefit plans as well as uh, dental and vision plans, FSA feds, and uh, the federal long-term care insurance program. Now, while you know you enroll during that period of time, as Jay was saying, we do have work to do throughout the year because we are collecting premiums. And if you have a QLE, a qualifying life event, you can make changes, and we're doing that throughout the uh, the year. So um, the role that the department that, that I'm involved in is to provide all the educations, the education to the um, agencies about uh dental and vision programs as as well as the federal long-term care insurance program which as as jay mentioned isn't part of the open season you can apply at any time so we do education to everybody throughout the year everywhere everything from going on site and doing on-site meetings to conferences to um financial literacy fairs and then we go all the way up to doing a lot of digital which is the you know um webinars or virtual benefits fair. And I can tell you this is, and with, with Jay here, it's like Groundhog Day. It seems like yesterday we were doing this show when we were talking about the fact that we pivoted into the digital arena for outreach so much more than, than we had before. We always offered everything from on site to digital, but now, you know, there even this year, we thought COVID would definitely be over this fall. Not yet. I think I think with Omicron here too. I, I don't know. We just there are very few on-site health fairs that and uh, that employees were going to to get the information. There's been a big
2: switch to uh, digital. So I'll stop there. So if anything, um, I want our, our listeners to know that um, that this show is really like an informational show, and you can get much of the information about all of your choices and comparisons both on opm's website the one that jay gave um, the uh, address to along with benefits and we're going to get into a little bit more detail on all of that Um, but we do need to take our first commercial break you're listening to fed talk on federal news network Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It is our open season show, which we try to do at least two of every year with me this morning. Um, again, I'm very pleased to be able to have a representative from OPM. We have Jay Fritz, who was actually with us last year in our open season show. He's the program manager for outreach and program services in the healthcare and insurance division of OPM also with me this morning is joan Mellinson. she is the director of education and outreach at fed point um, the people who bring you fed vip and benefits and of course long-term care insurance joan's a regular on our show every open season year in our introduction jay um, in the first segment of our show you gave us sort of an overview of OPM's role and your role in administering um, open season and FEHB. Let our listeners know, like, what's new this year for OPM? What's OPM focusing on this year? What are the new things OPM's encouraging in 20, for 2022?
3: Yeah, one of the things OPM always focuses on, which our listeners are probably appreciate, is how we can limit premium increases for the next year. And... Uh, OPM's done a pretty good job this year. Um, the overall average premium increase, and this is averages, and we always want to emphasize this is an average. It doesn't necessarily reflect your individual plan because that's going to depend on the plan's premiums and government contribution, etc. But we're looking at 2.4 percent, and that's across the board again. That's an average; doesn't guarantee what your increase will be. And you know, we have done a good job. 2.4 percent. We do kind of benchmark ourselves against some other entities. Uh, one of our benchmarks is CalPERS, and this is the insurance program for the California public employees. And their increase, they're looking at 4.8%, which is really double of ours. And then we also benchmark ourselves against Price Cooper's Health Research Institute, and they're projecting a 6.5% growth rate in medical costs for county year two, as compared to the OPM 2.4. So. Something we, we always focus on, we're kind of proud of ourselves this year for having kept it to that. One of our, one of our low, lowest increases in a very, yeah. fairly good yeah. amount of time. Um, the other thing we're focused on is COVID. We mentioned earlier that, you know, COVID's still here. Uh, there's a new variant out. So I'm not sure when this is going to be over, but we did have to take some actions regarding COVID. We cover testing, we cover all vaccinations under FEHB. And one of the things that has come out of COVID is a new emphasis on telehealth. So we have all of our plans now provide telehealth benefits. All of them. Yeah. And I know back last year I had my first telehealth visit with my doctor and it was interesting. We actually did it over the computer. So I think, you know, not that anything really good comes out of a pandemic, but I think it has opened up some new ways for increasing access to doctors. So. That's something that we focus on. Um, one thing we do always have is there's change in the plans participating in FEHB. We do have five plans that were cease participation at the end of 2022. And we have one plan that will drop its service area and its enrollment code. So we do encourage people to kind of, you know, take a look, make sure that your plan is going to participate for the next year. And I'll where would they my, find that change? Just getting ready to say that. So we encourage everyone to visit our FEHB plan comparison tool. And that's at opm.gov slash FEHB compare. FEHB compare. And we also have one for FedVIP, which is opm.gov slash FedVIP compare. So you can go on our plan comparison tool. You can enter your zip code. And that will show you the plans that are available to you for 2022. So we always advise people to kind of take a look, make sure that no significant events. Some some plans reduce their service areas, but don't eliminate enrollment code. So we always encourage people to take a look, make sure. Number one is my plan still going to be there for next year. Until we also encourage people to take a look at what their benefit changes are going to be and what their premiums are going to be for next year, too. So all that information is available. And, you know, again, you can get to the plan comparison tools through our Open Season page we mentioned earlier, opm.gov slash Open Season. That's our main page that will take you to other pages and information for, for your Open Season decision-making needs. So,
2: Jay, OPM has about, would you say, 98, 98 different plan, FEHB plans?
3: Yeah, there's. We have about ninety some contracts, I believe, for this for 2022. We're looking at 275 planned choices for 2022. Now, yeah, it sounds like a lot. And remember, that's across the FHB program. That's That's really so robust. It's
2: it's 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 so Mm -hmm. robust. It's hard to process for someone in the private sector every year when I do the open season show. I like. I, I just it's overwhelming marvel that OPM could provide 98 different companies with 270 plans as choices and options, which, you know, just begs um, for our listeners and federal employees to go onto OPM's website and shop the plans.
3: Um, yeah, and
2: just, The options are
3: robust. And just to kind of fill that in again, that's Across the board for all FEHB program. Now, we do have our nationwide plans. We have 18 nationwide plans, of which 14 are open to all. We have four what are called closed plans, which have to be a member particip- or special uh, group to participate in those. And we did do a comparison this year because it does sound overwhelming. But in the Washington, D.C. area, which obviously has a high concentration of federal employees and annuitants, there's 38 choices, which is a lot. And that's one of the hallmarks of the FHP program has always been choice to go out there, find the plan that's best for you, benefit wise, premium wise. So 38 choices in D.C. And then if you live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which we grabbed kind of as a comparison, they still have 25 plans. Wow. They don't have as many HMOs as there is in the D.C. area. But, you know, even if you're living out there, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you got 25 plan choices for it.
2: So again, I come back to just marveling at the robust number of options available to the federal workforce. Um, And of course, in the last few years, where they can view those options virtually, as opposed to 20 years ago, you know, when everyone went to a benefits fair and they had to like, you know, go to each provider, company, healthcare company, and try to like get the rates, the cut sheets to figure out and do their own comparison. I marvel at what technology is able to do um, in informing the workforce. Um, Joan, you, your folks um, are FedVip, Dental, um, and Vision. Um, for 2022, what's new? What's new for FedVip?
0: Well, first, I would like to say, <laughs> working for FedPoint, we have a choice of one carrier for a health plan and three plans within it. And for uh, dental, we have one. Option and Vision. We have one option, so the Feds. I want to commend you, OPM, for you know it's a lot of hard work with all of those contracts, yeah. but to offer all of those choices. The good news is there are tons of choices, and the bad news is that there are tons of choices because you know you get very paralyzed with them, and and so when you ask what's new with Dental and 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 um, and Vision, um we had um, a contract that was. And OPM had the contract that was renewed a few years ago that added some more choices for, for dental and vision. So currently, between last year and this year, it's the same number of dental choices, 12. There used to be 10. Those are, are, are carriers. And from four to five, vision. And, and within each, as, as Jay was saying, there are choices. So, you know, you could have, they might have three or four, how many different choices within. So it's more than just that. And so while the number of carriers has not changed from last year to this year, definitely the options within um, the offerings have changed. And, and so we always encourage folks, and we have a plan comparison tool as well, located on benefits.com to look through and, and, and compare the benefits because, you know, it's so easy. And I do have to throw this statistic out. 95% of people every year don't do anything.
2: I know it's an, it, because it's, as you say, Joan, it's a little paralyzing to think it's about paralyzing. 98 carriers and 270 plus plans. Um, Maybe it's a sign of how healthy the workforce is, Jay.
0: Well, uh, you know, for everything, you know, we're open season coincides with all the holidays. So, what are you thinking of doing? You're getting ready for the holidays. So, the thought of wading through uh, the health uh, choices, the health insurance choices, but also all the dental and vision, we find that people that the choice you do have to make is for FSA, Feds, because unless you elect to take money out for um, for uh, uh, medical care, dependent care, you know the others just roll over, and so it. And and if you're having good luck with the plans that you have, why make a change? And so most people don't, but um, it's amazing. Time just slides by. As I said, it seems like yesterday we were discussing the same topic, and meanwhile, your kids are getting older, your needs change, and so forth. And you're you may be paying for benefits that you you, you needed in the past, but you don't need anymore, and you could be saving. Uh, some some money Walt Francis always talks about that and he's always saying you need to really look at that because you could be leaving money on the table if you don't go through and and, and, and look at this so also uh, three years ago the military ooh, military w- was always getting their uh, they were getting their benefits through um, tricare. Uh, tricare or uh, you know DHS they're getting all their information the the retired, uh, federal employees transitioned over. So dental and vision uh, plans are offered uh, to, uh, to retired um, military and their families. Uh, so their spouses and their family members and other eligible folks. So we made that change uh, uh, a few years ago. So those are really the, the, the changes. And for them, that's a big change because it's again, everything on benefits, all the FedVIP is all um, it's all online. And while we do have a, uh, an 800 number to call, the website is very, very friendly. And every year, so a change is that every year we make the navigation a little bit better and we make the comparison tools a little bit easier to use and so forth. And 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 it, that's really it. You want to make it so that it's so user-friendly that you don't need to call unless you have a, a, a dicey situation.
2: Yeah, and, and it's worth noting that both Benefeds and OPM's open season website, both have these comparison tools. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I, I, you know, that statistic every year that 95% of the workforce just automatically renews their own plan must be a little um, for Jay. I wonder, I don't know if it's, uh, um, you know, daunting, but, with all the work OPM goes through each year to update their plans and their carriers, and 95% of people just renew. That, to me, just seems like a sign of two things, a healthy workforce and a happy workforce,
0: right? dental and vision. Let me do it. I can't speak, uh, Jay. Oh, dental and vision. vision, I don't know if that's true for Jay. Would you comment on that?
3: Yeah, what we see for FHB is about the same. It's about five, maybe six percent of people change. And, you know, remember, some people have to change because their their plans are dropping out of the program or they're reducing the service area, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, if the question is, is it kind of, you know, disappointing to see such limited movement after all the work we do? Yeah, probably somewhat, because, you know, there probably are people out there that need to look at other plans. And I'm guilty. I've been enrolling in the same plan for 30 years. Now, I've changed options and I've changed. Jay, you got to practice what you <laughs> that's, that's true. And that's true. Um, but I think it's kind of like what you're saying people, they're, they're happy with their plans. And, you know, they're happy with the premiums. They're, their doctors are in the networks. Yes. Um, that's always been the issue for me. I've, every doctor I've gone to has always been in my plans network. So, you know, I, I think. Not that we want to measure ourselves against a number of people that changed. Our job is to put the information out there. And maybe the current plan that you're in, it may be the best one for you. Premium wise, doctor availability, benefit wise. Our job is just to put the information out there and not just to put it out there to encourage people to go look at it and use it. But if they decide to stay where they are, that may that may be the best thing for them. Very well be.
2: And I, um, I think that's a, a, a good um, a, a place for us to take a break because the next part of our show is all about the places where people can go to get very detailed information about the plans they're in or the plans they might consider um, because it is very robust. And um, even if you made t- 30 minutes out of your day over the next 10 days to pick a plan, um, I know the folks at OPM at FedPoint. Would really encourage that. Um, And we'll get into that in detail, but we're going to take our next commercial break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. With me today in our open season show is Jay Fritz from OPM. He's the program manager for outreach and program services um, in OPM's healthcare and insurance division. And of course, if we have an open season show, we're having our friends from FedPoint to talk always about FedVIP um, and benefits. And with us this morning is Joan Melanson. She's the Director of Education and Outreach at FedPoint. So for our listeners who are are just joining us, the first half hour of our show, we gave um, a little bit more detail about what's new this year from OPM's perspective on open season um, and, um, and some changes, premium talk. Premium talk's always fun. Federal employees like to hear what they're uh, change in premium is, go back and listen to the first part of our show. But right now, this is our education and outreach portion. Um, and so what I'd like to do is let Joan Melanson from FedPoint talk to us about the virtual benefits fair that is, um, other it's benefits, right? That's where people would go to the fair, right, Joan? Absolutely. So if it's open
0: season, as I say, it's time to go to a health fair, and in the past, in the past, it was just uh, two years ago, not last year, but the year before, we would have requests for, oh, maybe 700 health fairs all over the country, and we couldn't cover all of them. But that was really the primary way that people really wanted to get their information. So what do you do? You go and walk into a room and you walk around. We alluded to that before. You stop by all the different tables and you talk to representatives about the various um, offerings. And and in this room, you would have uh, health insurance uh, carriers, you'd have dental, vision, credit union. You'd have just anything that touched your lives. And it was hit or miss because, you know, it depended. A lot of the fares would be at the same time because you're you're putting these in a, in a uh, four or five week um, uh, open season. Well, with last, last year, everything shut down and surprisingly enough, it hasn't come back this year. Um, we have gotten requests for about a couple hundred health fairs with um, many of them being really small ones, um, uh, virtual mostly. And we were—we didn't really get requests for health fairs in the DC area at all. I mean, where the headquarters for where big healthcare health fairs were um, always being held, we did not get them uh, this year. Um, and and that's because people are—I don't know if it's that that um, agencies don't have the appetite to bring people in, or if if the digital world is working the digital. Um, Disbursement of information is working so well that that's what people are doing. But fortuitously, a number of years ago, six or seven years ago, we started the virtual benefits fair in conjunction with, uh, with OPM. And we started it just on the FELT um, side, federal long-term care insurance side. And we have expanded it to cover uh, as many benefits as we can. Um, and what we're doing here is we, at point, are an aggregator. So instead of jumping to each website, I want to find out about this information and that information. What we do is aggregate all the information in one place. So when you log on to, to benefits, there is a, a prompt there that would say uh, education and support. And you can register for the virtual benefits fair. And and once you register, you, you can go into the auditorium and and, and, and what you see is, imagine walking into a room, you're really walking online and you see all the various benefits. So you'll see a, um, uh, uh, a little icon for uh, the major health insurance carriers. And then you'll see another one for, Fed, for uh, FEDVIP. And underneath that, there'll be an icon for dental and one for vision. There'll be FSA FEDS, there'll be FELDSIP, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program, and then we'll have a, a military um, a service booth as well. So you can go into the various booths and you can get all the information. Again, we are aggregating all the information for all these different carriers. And there are tools available. We've talked about the um, the plan comparison tools. And in fact, there'll be links over to OPM's resources, to uh, to Tricare resources. We try to put everything in one place to make it a one-stop uh information uh, gathering. And and the beauty of it and the big advantage, we started this off just for, um, we launched this just for people who are geographically dispersed. We weren't planning to um, to uh, knock out the, the in-person health fairs. We were never uh, intending to replace them. This was a supplement, its origins, just for people who were not in the office to be able to attend the health fairs. Well, as it turns out, (laughs) no one's in the office to do it and it's available. The the advantage is to a health fair um, in person, you wouldn't get everybody in one place. Here, we have representation from all of the carriers so that they're all there. And the information from every single of the participating carriers, not all the small plans for health insurance, but the major health insurance plans are all represented. So you can go in and look at their plan brochures. You, They've got videos. They have all the information that, that's available on their websites is in one place, along with those plan comparison tools. The other thing that's extremely um, important, and you are in time because today is December 3rd. On December 8th is the last of the, um, that's December 8th, it's the last of the uh, chat days, and the beauty of that is that you can go in and chat with the representative. And so that is so cool. All of the carriers—that
2: is just such an incredible luxury. That as you, Joan, you and I always say every year because we're not federal employees; we're private sector. Like to yeah. be able to, like, first of all, have choices, and then talk to carrier representatives who can sort of walk you through the details is an enormous. Um, luxury um, that so many Americans just don't have. Yeah,
0: they, it's, they're very lucky. This is the last, the fourth. We were up to four of these uh, chat days. And, th- and the nice thing ab- ab- about that is that you, for those of, of you who, who don't like getting on the 800 number and going through all the VRUs, you can just send a little text. And you know, if it gets into personal information, you want to talk to somebody, they'll call you back. I mean, you have contact with a representative we personally not me but like <laughs> my, my, the, the group the uh, the team the digital team train all of the um representatives so they know how to handle you know it, technically how to handle the chats so that um it it, it works really well we get do people uh, have to uh, register if they want to chat do you have to go through um an online registration you're doing an online registration, just you know your your email to get into the benefits fair. But once you're in the uh, the VBF, into the virtual benefits fair, you on the chat day it'll be all day, and you can chat with somebody. So it's it, it's nice because you can get in there and and have a conversation and ask questions. And and we find that we have thousands and thousands. I can't remember how many. That I remember it was at least 13,000 chats so far? I mean, it's it's thousands and thousands. I should have gotten that number. I can tell you that so far we have 38,000 registrants on the DBF this year. Uh, so far, we had 43,000 last year. So people are becoming more um, comfortable with this. The other thing is in the auditorium, we, we have over 15 different um, uh, webinars and they're pertinent to your... Um, to the benefits that are are there, there there's there. Um, for example, there there's one that show, shows you how to navigate the virtual benefits fair. There's another that that how do you shop and, and compare different plans. Um, there's another one on um, uh, dental uh, health, and you know how taking care of your teeth will impact your your general health, and the same for for vision. How does nutrition in fact impact your vision um we have one in fsa feds people are nervous about fsa feds they don't know how it works we're going to have a representative from WageWorks works to, to talk about that so we um we have programs geared to the military so when you go there you can either listen to those webinars or uh on a on a live basis or you can um their archive, Tammy Flanagan, and, and she's very well known. To always talk, she's always there, and she talks about your federal benefits in general. And she's the speaker. So the whole um, focus of the virtual benefits fair is to provide information so that that folks can make informed decisions. We're Switzerland. We don't we don't <laughs> we're, we don't look at we don't care what people enroll in. We're there to. Do the enrollments provide in on benefits for dental and vision? We're there to provide information for all the plans that I mentioned, and to make it as easy as possible for people to uh, get the information, either um, you know online or with a a representative.
2: So, Joan, one of the things that you and I usually talk about each year when we do open season is um, the fact that you know virtual um, that benefit fairs. Were, you know, they were in person and they were discrete days, discrete hours of the day. The benefits website, 24-7, theoretically, so that, you know, when the business, the workday is over and you have that, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to yourself at night, you can, right, you can, it's not, it's not time
0: restricted. No, it, it, it mirrors open season. So from the 8am, it opens in the first day of open season till midnight on, on the 13th of December, it's open. And the big advantage is that often, it's not just one spouse or the, the other that selects the benefits, you usually do it as a for a family. And, um, or, it, you know, it, it could be that if, if a, and I'm going to be a sort of stereotype, but oftentimes, fairs there will be a Uh, male who's picking up all the information because uh, the uh, person the female at home or the other person at home is going to be making all the decisions and I'm instructed to pick up all this information well the beauty of this is that together as a family you can sit down and and look at all the different options and look at the uh, webinars. If you've run out of all of your um, Netflix and and other movies, and maybe that you've been through all the, the great offerings there and you um, want something, it's free. Um, we don't provide popcorn, but at least you have uh, a lot of choices of webinars that, uh, that you can listen to, to, to help you make some decisions.
2: And, and, and they can access it any time of day, any day Absolutely. of the week absolutely 24 are, are the chats also do the chat are the ta- chats like you said it ends december 8th but are, are is that certain, during certain times of the day that would be you know 10 to,
0: to, to 5 on um on on that day so we have discrete days the four days and we've gone through three of them already so four days for the chats and they're open during the day and then that's it but there is time so uh the the eighth is the um, is the last day if you want to do
2: that. Now, um, one of the things you mentioned is that for military service, there is some um, there's some information on benefits. There's some information for them for benefits. Uniform service, they're not part of FEHB. What's the role that benefits plays for? Um, uh, uniformed and retired military service members
0: it's retired military service folks and their families have access to dental and vision benefits and that's new as of a few years ago it's not active duty service active serv, yeah active duty service it is the retired ones so um we are trying to we've been working very very hard with uh, DHS to make sure that the information gets out, that that this is where they get their dental and vision benefits now.
2: And so they not only get the information,
0: but they enroll there. Yes, and they enroll there. But it's not uh, health. They get their health insurance through TRICARE.
2: But it's dental and vision
0: that's the change.
2: So um, we have one more segment left to our, our open season show. And I know in that segment... We um, we're going to give some tips, some practice tips for people who may be thinking about making some changes. Um, we're also going to talk about enrollment, but we need need to take uh, our final commercial break. You are listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It is our open season show, and it's not open season unless you have Joan Melanson, director of education and outreach uh, from FedPoint, who spent the last part of our show talking about the virtual benefit fair that is available to the federal workforce on benefitsbenefeds.com. We also have with us Jay Fritz. He's um, from OPM. He's our OPM rep. He does outreach and program services inside the insurance division. Um, It's our last segment of of the show for people who are just joining us. I encourage you to go back, get a lot more detail for the first three segments. But at the end of the show, Jay, I think it's worth um, explaining, reminding our listeners how, how to enroll. So there's enrolling in FEHB. There's enrolling in dental and vision. There's some differences. Walk us through that.
3: Yeah, we've been talking about benefits.com, And as Joan's been mentioning, that's the enrollment portal for FedVIP, our Federal Employees Dental and Vision Insurance Program. Pretty clean, straightforward, Benefits.com, FEHB, a little bit more complicated. And the reason is that it's very decentralized in FEHB when it comes to enrollment systems. For instance, I'm an employee of the Office of Personnel Management. My enrollment system's Employee Express. Agencies that are payrolled by the National Finance Center, they use employee personal page. Or well, if you're a postal employee, where well, you're using postal Ease. So all these are individual separate enrollment systems for FEHB. So it is kind of confusing. So I mentioned earlier, our Open Season website, and that's opm.gov openseason Open Season, does have a link to an enrollment section that informs you what enrollment system you could use, whether it be Employee Express Ebis GRB platform Postalese, whatever. So we do encourage people to take a look at that to make sure they do get to the right system. The other one for dental and vision,
2: (laughs) dental and vision, it's all benefits, right?
3: Correct. Benefits has one central enrollment portal. FEHB does not. So that's one thing we always try to point out and make sure we get people the right place. Um, The other one's FSA Feds. We talked about our flexible spending account. That is a one stop shop for FSA Feds, and that's FSAFeds.com. So, really, FEHB is kind of the outlier here when it comes to all these different decentralized enrollment systems. So, again, we just want to kind of point out make sure we get people to the right places.
2: So, for the three open season programs, FEHB, you'd have to go and figure, uh, depending upon your agency, it'll depend upon how you enroll. For Correct. dental and vision, Nationwide, all the entire federal workforce benefits enrollment. And then for FSA, FSA Feds, if you're enrolling, it has its own enrollment portal for all federal employees.
3: Correct. That's enrollment. Correct. And then, correct. And then our, we don't want to forget our annuitants, is that the annuitants have their own um, webs for FEHB. Now, uh, you know, federal annuitants are not eligible for FSA Feds. You know, we always try to point that out, the FSA FEDS is for employees. But for FEHB, we even have a website for our annuitants. And services online, I forget what that one is off the top of my head. But, you know, even our annuitants have a place to go for FEHB to make electronic open season changes.
2: So what happens if I'm a federal employee and I do nothing? What, what happens um, to my enrollment, for example, in FEHB if I do
3: nothing? First of all, we don't advise people to do nothing. We advise them to at least go in and take a look through our plan comparison tool to see again what may have changed premium-wise, benefit-wise, plans to participate, et cetera, et cetera. If you do nothing, then the plan that you're in is the plan that you're going to have for 2022. And that means whatever that plan's benefit changes were is what your benefits are gonna be for 2022. Whatever that plan's premiums are for 2022, That's what you're going to pay for 2022. And you're in that plan and you're in that plan until either you have a um, qualifying life event that would allow you to make a change outside of open season or next year's open season. So that's why we really advise people and we see this every year is that come January, come February, oh, my premiums went up and I didn't do anything. Or, oh, my benefits change and I don't like them. You know, this is why we do the open season work that we talked about. And because you didn't do anything during open season, then you're going to live with the 2022 benefits until you either have a qualifying life event or next year's open season comes around.
2: You have one uh, a really good um, tip, Jay, for federal employees um, who have at least one family member. Because there's there's. There's, there's several different types of plans. There's insuring just myself. There's insuring myself plus one, which is sort of a new plan that, that came out a few years ago for um, not just in the federal employee public sector, but even in the private sector. And then there's self plus family. And you have a good tip for our listeners.
3: Yeah. And then those enrollment types, again, just to be clear, self only, obviously, covers the enrollee itself. Self plus one enrollee, one designated eligible family member. Self and family covers the enrollee and all their eligible family members. So for 2022, there are now over 90 plan choices where the enrollee share is higher for self plus one than it is for self and family. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it has it to doesn't. do with how the government contribution is calculated All plans are required by OPM to submit rates to OPM that are cheaper for self plus one than self and family. It's how the government contributions calculated, which is a very detailed, involved process that I can't explain. Um, So we do have 90 choices where it's higher for self plus one. If this affects you, then you should consider enrolling in self and family as there's no requirement to enroll in self plus one. So. If it's only you and one eligible family member, you can still enroll in self and family if it's cheaper than self plus one. So because we're up to 90 plan choices, we're trying to put more emphasis on this for our enrollees this year so they can save some money.
2: That's really interesting, and it feels kind of like tricking the system. But there's some analytics behind it about how the calculation um, for contributions go, um, you know, take effect that would make um, self self and family premium less expensive than self plus one. Um, it, it feels like you're tricking the system, but you're saying it's a perfectly legitimate way for people to buy their insurance.
3: Correct. We have, you know, there's, there's nothing requires you with one family member. Nothing requires you to enroll in self plus one. You're free to enroll in self and family. But we do encourage people, like I said, we're up to like 90 plan choices that this is going to affect. So we encourage people to do their homework, you know, just, just kind of check and see. And, um, you know, feel free to enroll in self and family with only one family member.
2: So, um, Jay, we're getting to the end of the show. What are people's key dates? When's open season end? What you know? When can? W- when are the key dates that that people should live by at this point? And Joan, if there are key dates on benefits, you'd want to let our listeners know that too.
1: Key dates, yeah,
3: everything. Key the end of open season is Monday, December the thirteenth. Um, we say midnight, and that means midnight the end of the day on Monday. Uh, this is when the electronic enrollment systems are shutting down. Uh, I know Employee Express shuts down. Some of the other ones. Enrollment system may be based on where they are, whether in central time, mountain time. So they may go a little bit longer. But, you know, I I can't speak for benefits, but I know Employee Express will shut down at midnight. So that's kind of an alert for we've had individuals in California that have tried to make a change through Employee Express at 10 o'clock in the evening, last day of open season. And guess what? Employee Express is closed because it's already hit midnight Eastern time. So, you know, kind of the lesson to be learned here. Don't wait until the absolute last minute to do these changes if you are making one.
0: Joan, any key dates? Yeah, I would like to echo uh, the December 13th date. It is um, the end um, at midnight Eastern time. Um, as, as I've mentioned before, the beauty of, uh, of a website is that it isn't con- confined to Monday through Friday. You have Saturday and Sunday. And you can do it day and night, 24 hours a day, you can enroll. And I'm, I'm speaking for benefits right now. It's 24-7 to enroll. And, um, uh, and that's true for the virtual Benefits Fair. So the point I'd like to make there is, while there are different um, enrollment uh, websites that Jay was talking about, benefits is for dental and vision only. And, and, and if you want to enroll in the federal long term care insurance program, that's LTCFeds.com. If you want to enroll in FSA Feds, it's FSA.com. So they're different. And then, of course, for the health insurance uh, plans, that's another website, depending upon your, your agency. So you know it's important to note that there are different enroll- enrollment um, systems. But if you want to get information for all of them, the point I'd like to leave you with is the virtual benefits fair, which you can register and, and access from benefits.com. Then um, you, that aggregates the plan information so that you can look at all the different plans and make decisions. And you can look to what um, uh, Jay was saying about self plus one, whether that's more expensive than self plus family You can do that for the health plans. You can link to those types of things there. Everything's available. Um, And it's an aggregator for information, but it's only the, um, you can only enroll in dental and vision benefits. Otherwise you go to the
2: other enrollment,
0: but December. Is that deadline
2: also, is that deadline also for dental and vision? It's also December 13th, 13th, 1159. Absolutely. That date is
0: key for, for everything. So, um, Uh, It is important to get that done.
2: One of the things I'm hearing is that regardless of your time zone, it sounds to me to be safe. You'd want to make sure you did all your enrollment um, by 1159 p.m. Monday, the 13th, Eastern D.C. time. So I say that for our listeners who might be in different time zones, um, play it safe rather than sorry. Use Eastern time as you do your enrollment. Jay, any final words
3: in our last minute? No, just a reminder, FSA FEDS is also midnight at the end of the day on the 13th. Um, Yeah, just one more plug again for our Open Season website. opm.gov slash Open Season has all the information you need, links to our plan comparison tools, links to the brochures, provider directories, plan websites, information on premiums, quality measures. OPM puts a lot of emphasis on quality measures from the plan's information on how to enroll, we have fast facts, all kinds of good stuff out there on that open season webpage.
2: Well, that wraps up our 2021 open season show for your 2022 enrollment. I want to thank um, my friends from FedPoint, and particularly my good friend Joan Mellinson for joining us on this, on this year's um, open season show, and many thanks to OPM, Jay, for letting uh, you come on and Uh, provide some very valuable insights and information to our listeners. I look forward to talking with you both next year. Thank you.